On this episode of Missing the Point, it's part one of our Sunday Night Sports Wrap. In the first hour, we revisit our AFC and NFC predictions. Amongst the topics, will Mike apologize for picking the Lions to win the NFC North? What does Joe think about Josh Allen now that the Buffalo Bills are officially AFC East champions for the first time since 1995? Stay tuned to find out. But first, some housekeeping. Missing the Point is a one-hour weekly podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript of today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show and like what you hear, consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com. That's mtpshow.com. And now, this is Missing the Point. But it's all relative. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello and welcome to the Sunday Night Sports Wrap brought to you by Missing the Point. Come in, gather around, find a chair. That's it. Don't be shy. There's room for everyone. I'm your host this week, DK Sizzle, Dave Clark. Many people have speculated what the K in DK Sizzle stands for, and I often tell them that it's versatile, much like the F in Wheezy F, baby. It has many meanings depending on the situation for today because science... I had a banana for breakfast, so it stands for potassium. K for potassium. No wonder people don't trust scientists, guys. Oh, Today I have the entire gang of misfits and ne'er-do-wells that make up Missing the Point and the Sunday Night Sports Rap crew with me. And we're in for a raucous good time over the next couple of hours. A small bit of housekeeping before I introduce the team. Please look out for our interview with Celtics pre- and post-game host Abby Chin. Releases Tuesday. Uh, the 22nd, we talked to her about her career, her experiences with Celtics legends like Scal and Tommy Heinsohn, um, and she enlightened us as to some of her experiences with much maligned all-star guard Kyrie, Kyrie Irving uh, while he played for the Seas. So look out for that, and another special guest we'll announce later um, coming up. She's also from Celtics land. Uh, now, without any further gilding of the lily and absolutely no more ado, I bring you the lovable cast of characters that will be guiding you through this journey of the eyes and ears First up, we have Mike Marcangelo. It's often been speculated, but never proven, that Mike is not actually one person, but three children standing on top of one another in a trench coat in order to get into a rated R movie. Those children's names, Mike, Mark, and Angelo. So, hi to you three. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, Mike. DK. Yeah, thank you so much. That's just a great joke. I've never heard anything like that before. Actually, that's the best one I've ever heard. Um, but I, I love it. Thank you. Well, I, I would love to know, since it's been a month since we've been together, I'd love to know your favorite uh, sports moment thing that happened over the past 30 days. Why don't you enlighten us? It's actually two things. So it's a tie. Oh. Sorry. So okay. the first I said one, one, but that's fine. You guys yeah, just it, do whatever you want. It's a tie because I know that the first thing you don't consider a sport, but it was actually that happened yesterday and it was Tiger Woods and his son, Charlie. That golfing. warmed my heart. I love that. Yeah. I don't care about that. That 175 yard. <laughs> broke and he lands four feet from the hole that was awesome to see and you just know to get to see tiger woods kind of humanized like that so i thought that was cool 
And then uh, the two-game losing streak from the Steelers, man, just absolutely wow. makes me smile, man. So, yeah, wow. it's been a great month. We've started off uh, controversially and aggressively already. I love that. Keep that same energy. So that brings us over to the man known as the real BK, Bob Kelly. He also goes by Bobby, Rob, Robert, and sometimes inexplicably Fergus. Uh, The man with more name changes than John Cougar Mellencamp, ladies and gentlemen, the artist formerly known as Mintz. Bob Kelly, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good now that I'm here with you guys. Tell me, same question, your favorite thing that happened in sports over the last 30 days. So my favorite thing over the past 30 days, it has to be Lamar Jackson shitting his pants and leading a game-winning touchdown drive on Monday Night Football. He says he didn't shit his pants, but I'm telling you, I've never seen someone run in that fashion without pooping their pants. It was a full that, clinch. There, oh, it was a dude, full clinch happening. There's no doubt about it. That is they a called it cramps. walk. Yeah. They called it cramps, but that was a very waspy uh, way to say right? Exactly. Um, he's pooping himself. Yes, I totally agree. I enjoyed that moment also. Thank you for sharing. Number one. Uh, it's 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 really good to like bring bring poop in early, you know, mm-hmm. as it is a running theme of um, the Sunday Night Sports Rap and Missing the Point. <laughs> now over to one of my favorite people, an educator that some speculate is the inspiration for the 1988 film Stand to Deliver after teaching calculus to a bunch of kids that didn't want to learn. But that rumor is untrue, unfortunately. He's actually the inspiration for 1995 film Dangerous Minds because of his striking resemblance to Michelle Pfeiffer. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please stand and deliver for the man himself, Rayshon the Cannon Buchanan. How are you, old friend? Tell me your favorite sports moment of the last month, please. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. That's, that's, that, that was awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely a dangerous mind too, but, um, favorite true. Sport, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, actually I'm, I'm going to keep it in house. And after the first cheap heat, uh, episode that we did actually was my favorite sports moment, uh, man, man, I had such fun. Yeah. That. You know? So, yeah. So to, to speak about, uh, survivor save to speak about the Montreal screw job like that to me was just awesome. Cause you know, someone who's a big wrestler fan as myself and, you know, Mike and, you know, Craig is, and then obviously, you know, having you on there, brother, man, it, it was, it was awesome. So, yeah. uh, there's, there's, but like I said, this dangerous mind is doing good and I'm ready to go. I appreciate the, uh, the, the, you guys having me on and I appreciate the shameless plug for our own show, uh, whilst on our show. So I really did appreciate that. That was slick marketing. Sorry to be so cumbersome and calling it out, but inevitably next we have smoking Joe Malkin oft referred to as Broadway Joe. Many scholars of the Sunday Night Sports Rap have suggested that his nickname comes from famous New York Jet Broadway Joe Namath, but not true. Mr. Malcolm, uh, Mr. Malkin had his nickname long before Namath because of his incredible ability to recite every lyric uh, in order to lay Miz. You don't believe me? He's about to do it. The entire thing, that's the entire show. He's going to do it right now for everybody at home. Never mind, we don't have time. Sorry, Craig's telling me on the side that we don't have enough time. I was about to so, say that. I was about to say uh, we. I was about to say that it's two hours, but two yeah, hours. I'd okay, spend fine. I pushed for the full score of Lay Miz, but Joe, unfortunately, you're just going to have to give us your sports takes. Joe, tell me your favorite sports moment in the last thirty days since you've been on. Hi, hi, hi. Well, Dave, I, I was going to say that you really put me on the spot there, so I was going to pre-record it and just release it as a podcast episode. Uh, but I, I think we'll hold off on that. So, uh, I'm wait for Joe's use... Christmas album. Wait, with well, the yeah, I, I, I'm, I think in a Christmas album might be the way to go. So I'm going to go the same way as Rayshon here. Uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened, uh, in the last month since we last saw all of you. Um, but I'm going to plug our other interview that'll be coming out next week. The interview you guys did with Abby that comes out Tuesday is phenomenal, but we, uh, as Dave 
uh, teased earlier, we also uh, interviewed a, another woman from Celtics land, and that's Trenny Kisnerik. Um, to also bring it around and bring in what Bobby said, she talked about poop uh, and, and Lamar Jackson uh, and herself, her own story. Uh, that was just a great interview. Uh, she's very down to earth, a lot like Abby in that way. The two of them are friends. Bobby and I had a blast doing that interview and uh, I really can't wait for everybody to hear it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was going to decide if I was going to go down the controversial road, but since we're going to touch on the NBA tonight, I'm going to save that. All right. Joe's saving it for later. I love it. All right. We're here. We've introduced everybody, but I don't, I don't want to forget one of the most important people, the man who invented the flux capacitor of missing the point and is about to throw us in his DeLorean and take it to 88. The best producer in the game, Craig D'Alessandro, Mr. D apostrophe Alessandro. How the heck are you? What's your favorite sports memory of the last 30 days, Craig? It's been a tremendous 30 days for the sport of boxing. Mike Tyson came out of retirement. Galeni Golovkin fought last uh, two nights ago. Canelo Alvarez fought last night. Uh, the Boxing Hall of Fame was announced earlier this week. It's been a great month for the sport, for the sweet science. Wow. That was very that was very well prepared and professional. Yeah. This is why we don't let Craig talk, because he's going to show us all up. You see how that goes? <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, we, we try and surprise him. We try and surprise him with stuff. Yes, that's the reason. So <laughs> we're going to get into the show. If uh, if you're a longtime listener, um, the Sunday Night Sports Wrap and Missing the Point, then you'll know that at the start, way back in August, at the start of the NFL season, we um, prepared an NFL prediction show where we, we gave one team the NFC and one team the AFC, and everybody guessed at the records of the respective teams in those, in those uh, conferences and divisions. Um, and we're kind of at the point, we were thinking, where we can – basically say if most of the records are correct or incorrect um we're, we're we're getting there right so we thought we'd start things off today by going through and seeing what records um were great unbelievable predictions by a bunch of people who have a podcast about sports and should know what they're talking about and what records were insanely wrong and do you even watch the nfl so we're going to go back and forth it's going to be a whale of a time and i'm going to start off with the nfc team which i was on um, which I'm trying to distance myself from now at this point, but <laughs> I was on it and I did contribute to this. Um, when we get to the NBA show later, it's going to be more of a, I hosted, I've been kind of ousted from the team, I think, because of some of my predictions, but we, you know, we'll save you the politics. Um, the NFC team, the NFC East with Bobby's Cowboys. Um, and I figure no better place to start than with the Dallas Cowboys, gentlemen, the Cowboys you predicted somewhat embarrassingly to be the division winner at 10 and six, they might still be the division winner um, basically because it's a bit of a world's tallest midget competition over there in the, uh, in the NFC East. <laughs> and, you know, they might be the division winner with what Bobby six, six wins. Is, is six, that going to get six you wins. six wins going to get you the division over there? They have a four no. and nine record five and nine after today, five and nine record after today, you guys predicted them 10 and six, Bobby, what happened to the Cowboys? A lot of things happen to the Cowboys. Um, I mean, Dak Prescott's foot falling off was obviously the first thing that happened. Or maybe not the first thing that happened. That was the biggest thing that happens to this team. Um, I, I think if this is the same defense, if, if this Cowboys defense was like this the entire season that we've been seeing the past few weeks, would have been a completely different story. Maybe we would have got this point, but uh, no, we weren't even fucking Dude, close. I mean, they have, they have Stephon Diggs' brother on defense. Like, Listen, we're, we're still going to throw it back to that every time. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you name dropped him. That's what. That's how you name dropped him. You you actually I, you, you, I, you family relation dropped him. You, you couldn't yeah. even remember his name. And I would defend- I also I also said Don Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy, both people who are no longer on the Cowboys. So yep. yeah, in our defense, uh, DK came in at six and ten. I said eight and eight, and Bobby came in absolutely hot at thirteen and three. So we compromised at ten yeah. and six, and we're still going to lose that point. Sorry, Maybe we'll learn our lesson next season uh, with the Homer biases because there's some Patriots and Bears talk coming up that uh, that that might influence those decisions. Also, the Eagles, I thought our call at eight and eight wasn't bad. No. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't expect them to be this bad. I didn't expect Carson Wentz to be as terrible as he is. I didn't expect that drama to occur. Um, I didn't think that they were like a winning team, but I thought to call them in the middle was OK. Um, a pathetic draw four wins and eight losses later where they're sitting at four, eight and one. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, how could we have predicted that? I think, I mean, but I think we kind of did. I mean, like if you go back and listen to it, we all said like, this is completely, this, this is going to be a manic season, just like Carson Wentz. Right. And it, it right. was, yeah. and is, I mean, he is a on paper. And I mean, I think we all agreed like he's a great quarterback on paper, but then like on the field, he just can't, he refuses to run their place. He right. won't run. The, he just won't do it. And I think I think what really threw off that record too is we predicted Carson Wentz would be average. You know, we picked we predicted he would have some ups, he would have some downs, but this season there literally was no ups from Carson Wentz. And that's why it's four, eight, and one instead of six and eight or whatever the record Difficult is. to know he was gonna get benched after, you know, yeah. eleven or twelve games and, and all of a sudden be on the trading block. You know, like this is a, a guy with one of the most it turns out damaging, but one of the most lucrative contracts at the QB position in in the NFL and you wouldn't ex- have expected, I think the, the Eagles to give up on him um, that quickly, especially with the cap hit there by the tape, but Hey, we're, we're there. Uh, we did good on the giants. Um, we said they were going to win five games so far. They've won five games. I don't see them winning much more than that. So I think we're there. Um, that's a potential point for us for sure. Um, I was way lower apparently on the, on the Washington football team. Than, yeah, we, um, were. we all were. We were. I said, and I quote, if they start Alex Smith, they will go, you know, five, they will win like five out of their next 10 games. And Alex Smith They'll hasn't been the reason. I mean, he's been playing on one leg defense. the entire year. It's the defense. That's, he's that's, been playing on one leg all year. I, but, you know, I know that like Joe can talk right now because you're not going to silence him. He's nodding his head because he knows that that happened. He was not silencing five, anyone. <laughs> was five, I said five and 11. If that were the case, we, we'd have a point. Go ahead, I was really doing my best not to butt in there because there's so much to say about this division. Butt on in. But but honestly, Mike, I do remember when you said that about Washington, but I was also on board with that 3-13 and because I just thought they were going to be a dumpster fire with everything that went on in the offseason. That's, that's what was, that was what was feeding my thoughts was the yeah, fact same. that they didn't have a, even have a name coming in. Sure. That, and that then their organization was messed up, you know. You know, Ron Rivera, a good coach. I like Ron Rivera. I've liked I liked him as a coach when he was in Carolina, like him in Washington. Uh, but Bears, he, he has the, Bears defensive coordinator. I liked him then. For right. Sure. So he, he has the cancer diagnosis, which everything looks like it's going well for him on that front. And that was also another turning point for that team. It wasn't only Alex Smith coming back, but it was him finishing his last chemo uh, chemotherapy session and that defense turned it on. I mean, the, the Washington football team is is fun to watch mm-hmm. the Giants, the Giants at five and 11. I actually thought that for a little while, um, I mean, they're five and eight now. I still think that they can win that division at eight and eight. They're kind of they've kind of been surprising, but I would I mean, hurt us. I would hurt us but, a lot, actually. But that Washington pick, Mike. I mean, you you were much higher on them than three and thirteen. I mean, I just feel like you know, at, at the very least, like let's say that they finish 
again, let's say if they finish like seven and nine, right? We're not going to get a point, but we would have. Secondly, uh, it's a great comeback story for Alex Smith. I mean, I just think that is a great story. He uh, to come back the way that he did from that horrendous ankle injury and, and like he almost died, seventeen surgeries. Um, that's like that's the feel good moment of what is probably the worst division in football. Yeah, and Dwayne Haskins is not the answer there. We can't we can't leave this division without speaking about Chase Young. By the way, that man oh, is no. an absolute animal. He is the reason the Washington that in their secondary is the reason the Washington football team is going to win this division. They showed him pregame, and I was real. like, like that man, that he is a like a mountain of a man. Like he's intimidating. Like you just look at him and you're like, this is a hell of a football player. But man, he he has not faltered from his entry into the NFL through mm-hmm. the season. I mean, he has just been phenomenal. That's going to be a dangerous defense. He's everything that everyone's Jadavian Clowney was going to be. And that's what Chase Young is. And I feel like something Joe said earlier, which is important to point out is for a while, it looked like the giants were going to be the kind of sad division winners of that division. And now it turns out that the team going hot into the playoffs is probably going to be the Washington football team. And it sounds like we kind of universally say that they deserve it, right? It's they've been playing well the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, they've got a wide receiver who I have my fantasy team, McLaurin, McLaurin, is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? Yeah. He, yeah, he's great, you know, and he makes plays like Sports Center plays, you know. So yes. you're if you're seeing your team um, on on the ESPN top ten, uh, somebody on there is doing something right. So, yeah, they they might actually it might actually be the saddest team making that um, playoff berth. But let's move on. Um, the AFC East. Uh, let's go over to the AFC team now. Ray Sean Buchanan and Joe Malkin. Uh, pretty good. You guys did pretty good. I mean, the Jets you called four and twelve. I was which, there too, by the uh, way. Yeah, I guess, yeah I guess you were there. You were there, but I'm also I cut myself out of the NFC team. You know, it's okay, like we're enough. we're we're gonna be the casualties of war here as we uh, adjust our our gameplay format. Um, but the Jets are four and twelve. Uh, or you guys called four and twelve. Um, they haven't won a game yet, but they're looking like they're about to today, uh, miraculously. To in order to maybe specifically help your prediction. Can I interrupt um, for one second, please? If the Jets win this game against the Rams, and uh, they end up, I'm just saying. If the, and, and they tie with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. This is what I said earlier in the show, Craig. What'd you say? That the Patriots are going to tank at the last game of the year so that they don't get the pick. That would be lovely. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars would hold the tiebreaker yeah. over the Jets. And, you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence goes to, yep. goes to Jacksonville. It- it doesn't really matter because if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I don't want to play for the Jets or in say, Jacksonville. What, what, what so, two stinks tank for Trevor? All I can see as you describe that is that meme from like Homeland with Claire Danes and like yeah. the math behind her. <laughs> it's like that's a very specific situation <laughs> that if it happens, we can talk about. But that's like a little bit too much math for my brain right now. Um, their actual record, they haven't won a game. So what did you expect from the Jets? Did they pretty much meet expectations of being terrible? Are they even worth talking about right now? They're worth talking about because they are leading the Rams. And I think as the season has gone on, we've looked at that four and 12 and I've gone, man, that that was dumb. We should have at least said like three and 13. I mean, even if they go zero and 16, great, good for them. Um, but the only reason they're worth talking about is because Adam Gase still has a job. And we've talked about this on our Slack. We've talked about this on our own. I was been trying to get Adam Gase fired since week three. I've been trying been to get writing Adam strongly Gase fired. Letters. I've been trying to get Adam <laughs> Gase fired from the New York jets before he was even he emails them every day. Jets. Like <laughs> it was an absolutely terrible hire. I mean, there's so many, there's so many better choices for that job before he was hired. 
And uh, here's my hot take. I'm just going to throw it out there in show. If Anthony Lynn gets fired in San Diego, uh, so, sorry, San Diego, LA, and Adam Gase gets let go in New York, Anthony Lynn would be great for that position in New York. I just, I think that would be. I thought you were going to say that they were going to go and form a crime fighting duo and retire from the NFL. Um, I, that would. I been mean, cool. they they could, but they'll. We know that Adam Gase will get fired from that because Anthony Lynn will get freaked out by his googly eyes. It wouldn't be very good. Is Netflix listening? <laughs> yeah, right. Netflix. Everybody gets a Netflix show now. Give us one. Uh, Ray, why are you so hype on the Jets? What happened? <laughs> Definitely wasn't, but. Um... <laughs> I mean, you gave him four wins. Yeah. I mean, that seems well, hype I, I to mean, me. No, I mean, I, I think that, you know, um, I feel like that was close to their record last year, too. Now, granted, I know they had a little more talent because, you know, you had Robbie Anderson and some other guys. Um, I think it was more hype because they they were one of the few teams that beat Dallas last year. That was, that was one of their wins. Apparently not um, that hard to do, it turns out. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, they they have they have been to some games, though. Um, so they could have easily gotten to the four wins. You know, like I said, you know, they lost to us in the last minute. Uh, they lost to the Raiders in the last minute. So, um, you know, that's, that's two wins right there. And today could have been the third had they – um, you know, see, we'll see if they, if they hold on, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have to reiterate what Joe said, like Gase has been awful. Y- yes. He had one playoff appearance in Miami, but you know, for the most part, he's been subpar his whole coaching career. So, uh, there's not really a need for him to be in a head coaching position. Maybe at some point he could be a coordinator again. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I'm like, I said, I'm, I think I've become the Anthony Lynn supporter on here. Um, you know, Bobby's kind of killed him in our, in our Slack chat. Oh, well, I have to. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I was saying, but, yeah, but, but I feel like Bobby's killed him more, and I, I, I had to come to the defense. That. That. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, we're on the same team. So I got, I got to look out for you. But <laughs> you know, I, I just, I just feel like, um, you know, and granted, some of his decisions haven't been great, but I do feel like, you know, he'd be good uh, up there in in New York for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's enough on the Jets. I mean, they're they're not very good. Yeah, we've given them we've given them more airtime than they deserve. You're absolutely right. right. Um, the very uh, the very interesting thing in that division though is that you guys did like what? How long has it been since the Patriots lost the AFC East? Somebody tell me. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand eight. So it's been twelve and, and years. And even since it, was they a, lost it was a tie, it was a tiebreaker with the Dolphins. And you guys actually did predict you got the Patriots record pretty wrong. You're not going to get a point there, but you did predict that the Bills were going to be the division winner, which is a if you think about it in context, a bold prediction. Ray and Craig, hang, hang on. <laughs> First of all, you know, Craig, Craig and I are playing each other in in our fantasy football semifinals, and he's been trying to get me to bend the knee for the last 48 hours, and I won't do it. Until before the over. I won't do it. But what <laughs> I will kneel to. Reference. It, right, is the fact that Craig and Ray called this at the beginning of the year and had to talk me into it. Uh, they had to talk me into the into go back and listen to that. I think that's episode uh, five or episode six five, yeah, five. Um, of the AFC <laughs> predictions when when they they basically talked me into Buffalo winning the division and they were absolutely right. They called it, um, and the record it's funny is going to be close, but uh, but they were right, and I went with it because the Patriots weren't looking promising going into the year. It's uh, it's funny that you you guys talked Joe into the Bills winning the division and then proceeded to all talk yourselves into the Patriots winning the division for the entire season. Uh for on every show we were on, it was well, every we every week it was the fans. Patriots. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I totally right, understand. Right. And we're not fans of the downtrodden so, Bears and Cowboys. So we, you were we so well downtrodden uptrodden. We're, we've got some uptrods up. We're not on the division yet. So um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, the yeah no the I get it I totally understand the Patriots uh, it's been a frustrating year Cam Newton can't move the the football it's it's upsetting 
Um, you, you're not going to get a point on that record. It was the wrong call, but you know, it's your home team and we are a new England centric podcast. So I understand being, being big on them, um, while simultaneously trying to be pragmatic and win the, the prediction game, which it's looking good for you guys. So the dolphins are average. Um, I know Bobby's been talking a lot about them and his much maligned power wait, rankings wait, all wait, season. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not even on their, I'm not even on their fucking team and they're not, the dolphins are nine and five, dude. They're not average. Yeah, they're not nine and five. Yeah, average. The, the Bears are average. average. They're seven yeah. and seven, right? I mean, yeah, like, the Bears are average. Yeah, they're an average team. The do you Miami think that Dolphins, the Dolphins? Do you think the Dolphins have a playoff shot? Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would put them to like, win a game. Right? Hey, who, who are we asking? The AFC team and the NFC team? The world. Anyone? Does anyone? Right, Mike, go go far in the I'll answer for the world. I'll answer for the world. No, um, I, I do think they do have a shot. I, I really do. Um, you know, we've talked about. You know, I, I know Joe's a fan of Ryan, Ryan Flores. Um. And, you know, I'll say that's just the next guy that's – or maybe the guy that's become the best guy out of uh, Belichick's coaching tree, at least at the pro level anyways. Because um, I know Saban came out of there too, but he's in college. So he was terrible in Miami. But um, I, I just think that, you know, they, they, they're they disciplined for the most part. Um, Tua, he, he's, he's improving by the week in my opinion. And I just feel like if they run the ball close to what they ran to today – um, especially when their running game hasn't been that strong, but if Breda and Sanders can do their thing and you get, uh, you know, Gaskin. you get Devontae Park. Yeah. You get Gaskin back. And, um, well, Gaskin's had some injury trouble and he's their best. He's their best, uh, right. Right. Guy in their right. backfield, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be tough for them going in. Uh, right. with his, but if you get, if you get Gasecki and then you get Devontae Parker back and, um, as I said, Gasecki is much better than I, than I thought, uh, hell Collins had a good game today against us too. So, um, I mean, I, I hate to, I hate to call out. There. I hate to call it everyone's bias here. And, you know, I know I do it too, because I was agreeing with Mike that the um, Green Bay Packers weren't going to have a good year. And then Aaron Rodgers just came out and threw all over us. But every time somebody beats the Patriots, you guys are like, you know, they're, they're not half bad. <laughs> and well, the no, Rams but, are getting beat by no, the Jets. I mean, we, 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 we beat them week bad. one, though. I mean, we beat them by 10 week one. Yeah. It was like, okay. But oh, it, week it one was, is, a, is, a, is a lifetime ago, right? You guys well, are a different they, team. No, back no, no, the Jaguars beat the Colts week one. What I'm saying, well, hang on. We saw a lot of stuff go on between week one to now to say they're a decent team. So that makes right, sense. Exactly. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. Decent I mean, to average. But not only not only that, they just they just lost they they lost four of their top weapons on offense today and still beat the Patriots. Who I mean, granted the the Patriots defense has been okay. Gilmore went down in the first half, so the, that kind of sucked um, and and wasn't any help. I don't think the Dolphins are there yet. Like I think they can they can get into the playoffs this year. I just don't think they're there to make that run. But if you can keep this squad together and you can keep the core together, they'll get there because I am very high on Brian Flores. I'm not super super high on Tua, but he is getting better by the week. Miles Gaskin has been phenomenal for them. Devontae Parker when is healthy, a res- right? When healthy, I mean he's on the COVID list this time around. So um, Devontae Parker is kind of seeing a resurgence. Um, the, I think it's great that Tua has Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, as his backup quarterback. So much has changed since that week one because they've they've been able to get there. And one of the biggest things that Brian Flores said to his team today, and they reported it on CBS during the game, was that they had so many guys out because of injury or COVID or whatever else. But you know they already have the Patriots number in South Beach anyway. So, but what he came out and said to his backups were, "You wouldn't be on this team if I didn't think you could play." And that's and that's just some. Uh, just, I mean, even if it's NFL football players and they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, it, that's such a great. Um, way to approach the situation and especially with a rookie quarterback three rookie linemen i mean that team is just going in the right direction they're just not there yet 
I, I guess my, I, I just have one question, Joe, because you've always been high on Brian Flores, right? You, I mean, from, from the minute we started this, you have, why did you, like, were you the only one? Because you had them at six and 10, like that was your no, prediction. I think, I think Ray had them at eight and eight. And I think Craig had them around seven and nine. I, but I, I just, I think guys where we were was the fact that it just, it wasn't there yet because it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback or a rookie quarterback. Um, and, and generally a rookie quarterback, that's, that's Owen two against Belichick, right? Generally yeah. on a, on a good day, because before today, his last loss to a rookie quarterback was in t- 2013 against Geno Smith. So, I, I mean, the, the odds were in the Patriots favor. So that was two losses right there for the dolphins. Um, you know, the bills were coming in good. So that's at least three, maybe four losses there. So I, I think it was just a matter of seeing that team progress and they really have, I mean, nine and five now, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. It was definitely wrong, but it wasn't the worst pick out of all 32 teams. Uh, so we're, we're doing I, I, all right. I don't want to throw you off, Dave. I just want to say one thing. I was watching that game and uh, once the Patriots lost, I actually jumped up on the, uh, from the couch and said, the AFC just lost a point. That's how in my head you guys are in this game. <laughs> run, run free, baby. Run free. Uh, that's who, good. No, who, hey. was, who was standing on top of the three children dressed as you, and do they now have a head injury? It was Angela. Uh, oh, it was Angela. <laughs> Angela always gets the, the brunt of it. Um, I will say, though, that uh, I will say, though, that, Ray, you are not living rent free. If you've ever met Mike, he lets you live in his head, but he's definitely charging you. A charging for that. I mean, come on. <laughs> let's let's be honest. He didn't okay, charge so, me for years. Not surprising at all that we died a little bit in the um, AFC East, but uh, good that we talked that through and we all agreed that the Dolphins are average. Um, If we could just move on to the, uh, if we could just move on now to back to the NFC team over to the NFC West. Um, I think we did okay with the Seahawks. They're underperforming a little bit, I think, to everybody's expectations as far as winning games goes. And I'm going to go to Bobby for this one first because he seems like he's excited and has something to say. Yeah, no, um, because go ahead. So I know I, I at the very beginning of the season, the number one thing about the Seahawks team is it's Russell Wilson will take this team. They honestly and I know that there was a point during the middle of the season where we didn't think this was the case anymore. But that team is DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Russell Wilson. They don't have anything else. They don't have an offensive line. They don't that's have a lot to have. Carlos though, you know. But that's but that's literally all they have. Chris yeah. Carson is hurt. Carlos Hyde is a Played shell today, of what he day. used to be. Um, I just I just think that the Seahawks aren't as good as what they show. Um, and I really think that it really all relies on Russell Wilson. However, that's what we, said. we are going to exactly get the what point. we said. Yeah, right, we, we are going to get the point. We we had them at twelve and four. They're ten and four right now. We got the point. I mean, we 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 called that right. Yeah, but they did. But I'm saying they did underperform to our expectations uh, as far it, as not, winning games goes. Yeah, we, we were saying they were going to be a twelve win team. And I don't know if. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know who they have left to play, but I think that I think that on the eye test, as Bobby likes to famously say, I think that they haven't looked as good as a unit as we thought they were going to well, look. I think that as of last has- year, at this time, regular season last year, they were looking that they might potentially be Super Bowl winners. You know, with the points that they were putting up with the way Russell Wilson was playing, I think that that hype has diminished a little bit. And I think that that's a fair, a fair assessment of, because they're not really in your head now. The NFC in general is not really in your head as far as somebody winning the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Especially with, you know, with how the Chiefs look, with the Steelers going on that run, maybe the Saints, but I, you know, I, I didn't, I only left the, uh, the Saints 
um, Chiefs game as it was going, and it looks like the Chiefs were just going to have their way. So I'm not sure how it's going right now, but that the Seahawks are not really in your head as a potential Super Bowl winner. Am I correct about that? And I think well, they were, they might have been at the start of the season. I, I think the one thing that's changed though is like before, like their defense you used to have some regard for them, right? Their defense is a lot worse than we thought it was going to be, but I think that their offense is exponentially better than we thought it was going to be, right? So now it's not a matter of the Seahawks can stop you. Now it's they can actually keep up with you, and you need to stop them. Can you? So I think the whole dynamic changed a little bit. That's fair, I think. Um, yeah, I don't the, disagree with that. The 49ers, I tried to tell... I know, it's crazy. You're going to agree with all over the place. I tried to tell you guys the 49ers weren't going to be good. I did try and tell you. Uh, I came in pretty down on them. Uh, we gave them a 10-6 and six wild card berth. Well, Bobby, and, I mean, this was his team. That was yeah, no, that was all me. Yeah. No, I, just, I, I just really football. believe in Kyle Shanahan. And I still think that this team would have had a much different season had they stayed healthy. They, this is the most... Oh, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Had who stayed healthy? Had Jimmy G stayed healthy. Right, wow. and he did it. What, what, what do you know? What do you know? Because we were saying that the whole time. But he did it. But he didn't, did he? No. And now they suck. They're five and nine. Yeah, but so, Bobby, we had a Oh, so that means when he's on the field, they do... Right. But he's not on the field, is my point. He is not on the That's field. That's all me and Joe. What is their record? Right. But what is their record? So this is this is the exact conversation I'm talking about. Is it the 49ers? Yes, they're great when Jimmy's on the field. But guess what? He's fucking not. He never is. And they're five and nine. Yeah. Yes, but I think what their point was, if I could uh, try and sift through the um, the yelling at you, uh, is, is that they they said that Jimmy G can't seem to stay, stay healthy. So it's a difficult bet to bet on the 49ers. No, they're talking to about win. me shitting on Jimmy G because he can never stay healthy. No, we're, right. We're, what we're I mean, talking you guys, about. Right, you, right. You guys that's the, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so <laughs> they were saying it's it's difficult for Jimmy G to stay healthy. And you have been very high on Jimmy Garoppolo in the past. But also it's just you have contradicted yourself about Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. And and I think that I think that I understand where they're coming from a little. You well, made us predict that this that the 49ers were gonna have a winning season because of him. It was more because and, of Kyle Shanahan and the running game. That's why I think the 49ers are good. I, I've heard the words Jimmy G come out of your mouth more times this season than any other phrase. I, I find it hard. That to is believe. not true. That is yeah. not. I find, I mean, well, other than you, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. But I, I find it hard listen, to believe that you didn't factor him in to your take that they were. Bobby, if you go season. back and listen to the prediction show, you said like his his, his next full year in, in, in the Kyle Shanahan offense after the Super Bowl, he's going to be that much better. This team's going to run away with that division. That's, oh, that's, just, that's so strange. I, I wonder why. Because but he's, time, but he's, he's been on it. For, so when he got there in 2017, <laughs> They they but won like what you had to see this coming four or five games, right? But okay, but, but you gotta think about it. He's on the so, field, they win. I'm not a, so I'm not allowed to change my opinion on someone based off the fact that again he got hurt for the third out of four years. Wait, are you changing your opinion though? Are you saying that he's not good? He's not reliable. No, I think Jimmy not... G is good. I just think he always gets hurt. And I just well, don't think but that's like someone if he you always can gets franchise on. And it's just not someone you can bank a franchise on. But if he's yeah, but that that means he's not good then. Unless he's in Dallas. It, that means he's not I, good I don't then. want Jimmy G in Dallas because I, I don't want another hurt quarterback every year. I've been through that with Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo was amazing, but he could never fucking stay healthy. And guess what? I never won a Super Bowl. So there we are. Well, yeah, well, you never won a Super Bowl because you're not on the team. Well, but the, the Cowboys point- never won a Super Bowl. You know what I'm fucking saying. Well, <laughs> we're just getting you you're wound up because of this. I love Jimmy it. G I thing. love it. Listen, great. but the first it's thing great. you said, I, I this is the last thing on the 49ers. The first thing you said when we said when who stays healthy, you said Jimmy G. But guess who's also been hurt all season? Raheem Mostert has right. been hurt 
on and off all season. Yeah. So you didn't say most at first, but you said that and it's Kyle does. Shanahan in the running game. But Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback guru. He actually is, unlike Adam Gase. Kyle Shanahan can actually make quarterbacks good. And as Mike's been saying all season long, he thinks he can get it done with Mullins, uh, Bethard, uh, Jimmy G. It doesn't matter. So exactly why you thought the 49ers were going to be good this year is exactly why Rayshon and I and, and Mike and I more than Rayshon would ride the Jimmy G train into the sunset in New England. I mean, starting just, to, just kind You're of ride them to the hold on, IR. Just to bookend this, this is one of the only <laughs> arguments where, like, you guys are actually both right, right? So, yeah. you, so we're all saying that the that right, the it's usually me that's right. That the 49ers are better with Jimmy G, and they would go to the Super Bowl unless it's the trivia show. And you're saying, uh, oh, <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. Let's just keep going. Dave. Okay, so, all right. So, so point being, nice. and I think I think we can all agree that the the most important point to take from this conversation is that I tried to tell Bobby so the 49ers right. weren't going to be good, and um, they weren't. Right. So I was right, right, and Bobby was wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving on to the rest of that division, the Cardinals. I mean, I think you were down on the Cardinals, dude. DK, I will say this: you were. It's true. Like, it's true. It's true. I think you were four and twelve or five and eleven, and Bobby and I were a little higher than that. I think we both were at ten and six, which is ten and six. We, we, yeah, we came all the way up to ten and six, which is still possible for them. Yeah, they're they're hanging on to the third wild card spot in the NFC right now, and and could get pipped for that and not make the playoffs. I think that um, I was down on Kyler. Uh, Getting figured out, I think, was my point. I, I thought he was going to get figured out this year. I don't know if that's what happened. I think that he got a little bit of a, a sophomore slump type uh, middle of the season, um, and it's and it's sort of come back. I think, but, and a, and a thing that you. you but there's ahead, one Mike. thing they couldn't. They, they, maybe if they figured him out, that was like pre Hopkins. I don't think that's right? what happened. I don't so think that's is, what happened. Yep, yeah, but that was pre DeAndre Hopkins. That's the right. delineation point, right? Like this is this is after totally. that. So there, there's but a also what offense. I. The, I've changed my mind on, on Kyler in general because to see a young quarterback struggle over the course of a number of weeks and then come back from that and, and start getting his game back in, I think that is a, is a sign of uh, you know a very Bob Kelly hype man championship DNA type rant, uh, which I'm not all in on him yet, but I think I have more faith in him. I just thought he was too small. I, I, I was just looking at prototypical um, QB size. I was like, I just... It'd be a nice story, but I mean, how do you play at that size? You know what I mean? He's proven me wrong on that. I don't think size is a factor. And to come back from some game tape being developed on you and to change your game like that, yes, he's thrown it to Andre Hopkins. Obviously, that's a big deal. But um, you can't negate his improvement because of having a good weapon. Like, that's just, it, it is what it is. And, I, and I, I'm a little happier with the Cardinals. I think I'd be more hype on them going into next season than I was this season. What I do you think, guys think uh, about them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think this is this isn't the ceiling for the Cardinals. I think that they can go a lot higher than this. I think their defense needs to get a little bit better. But Hopkins is he's a game changer, dude. I mean, he made Matt Schaub look like an actual quarterback for years. Think about mm-hmm. that. That's what yeah, DeAndre I mean. Hopkins does for somebody. And with, when you have someone with with as much talent as as Kyler Murray, I mean, he's going to be the binky that we always wanted here that we never had here that will make you that much better. Um, yeah, go ahead, Bobby. The only thing I think that could hold this team back is Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I just think sometimes as a coach, he does struggle to adapt in, into in-game situations. As my camera goes off, sorry, guys. Uh, okay. He he struggles to adapt to in-game situations and just can't adjust on the run. 
which is why I think when you see Kyler get shut down and he can't be the same Kyler Murray that we are all used to um, or that we've all been seeing so far this season, they really struggle like they did it's against too bad, the Patriots, um, like they did against all these teams who stop Kyler and don't let him be Kyler. Um, it's too as bad soon that, as he does, Larry fits. It's too bad that Larry Fitz and, and his generation were just off. You know, like they just didn't match up. Because I think that mm-hmm. with multiple weapons like that, I think Kyler Murray could be special. But um, I think we're going to skip the Rams just because we're kind of running out of time. Well, hold on. Uh, I just want to say, like, real we, quick we were all the... wrong. We were all wrong yeah. there. Sorry, DK. Sure. Yeah. Real but, quick sure. on the Cardinals. Just real quick. I, I Just to rebut Bobby. I, I think you're right about Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury. But I think if you give him time and give him a little bit of time in that organization, they're going to be all right. The best thing for Cliff Kingsbury – um, uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins is the fact that Larry Fitzgerald is still there to have that kind of a guy still there to be that kind of a mentor and Hopkins kind of having that humbling trade from Houston. I know he didn't really like uh, Bill O'Brien either, but there's some good coaches on that, on that Arizona uh, side. I mean, they have Jim Dre who's been around for a long time. They have Vance Joseph as their defensive coordinator. That team's going to be just fine in the West. That, that division is going to be really good for the next five years. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that does it for them. I, I do agree with um, the fact that we were wrong about the Rams. They're better than we thought, but I still don't think they're good enough to be really worth any kind of conversation. I know you guys were hype on them if they beat the Pats, but everybody beats the Pats now. Sorry. Um, so, uh, well, the, but then, you know, if you're going to do that math, the Jets are better than the Rams. So. And the Cardinals. Might as well just give the Jets the Lombardi trophy then. Moving on. So the AFC West. Next week. The AFC West. Uh, I think that was a foregone conclusion, and it looks like you guys pretty much nailed it um, from what I'm looking at. Uh, you called 14-2 and two for the Chiefs, which is still definitely on the table. You got the Raiders right because they have a very, very bad coach, and uh, I think that was your guys' point, right? You were saying that John Gruden's not good, Joe? Wrong. Um, it was yours. But... Oh, okay. Well, somebody smart said it. So um, so they're 7-7 seven seven now. They're 7-7, seven seven, potentially 7-8. Seven and eight. I, I didn't wow. check the score of today's game. Um, they're not... We're probably going to go eight and eight. You probably nailed that right on the nose. The Chargers are six and you called six and ten, and then they're five and nine. You're right on there. Um, they're very boring and nothing to talk about there so much. And the Broncos, I can't think of any interesting storylines that's going on with them. I think Gordon's underperformed uh, on the season. I think that. They have a lot of work to do. They need to strip things yeah, down. They, but yeah, they got hit with a lot of injuries, though. I feel like yeah, they um, did. They did. They lost but, an uh, entire quarterback room. So. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying even, even, but even before then, no. Not like, that anyone. Like, not that that would have. Well, Sunday was difference. out early in the year, so I mean, they yeah, they just wasn't. They were devoid of any weapons. They were going to really come into the season. Sure. Or you know, so that's, I think that's I think the interesting narrative about the well, talked talk to me about the um the the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that they're still as good as as we thought they were, but they have had their hands full a little bit more with other teams so like what do you guys think what did you guys think at the start of the season you gave them a 14 and 2 record and what game do you think two. now game well, two. I, I think i think i was a little i was probably a little more bullish than joe and craig um i i, I i'm pretty sure i said 16 and 0 i said 16 and 0 or 15 and 1 i, I was i was pretty high um mainly because i just know that when it comes to the offense like they're if they need 40 they can get 40 they need to get 31, they get 31. They need 21 to your 18, they're just going to get the 21, right? So they just make the plays whenever they need to. Now, had they shown some vulnerability defensively? Yes, because when you give up 40 to Las Vegas, you give up 31 to Carolina, um, you know, you can score on them. However, are you going to be able to make enough plays offensively? Or, I sorry, are you going to make enough plays defensively to contain them? Because 
Ball control, as we learned, is not the answer. Yes, it worked in the 2019 AFC Championship game uh, when New England beat them up there. But the ball, ball control does not work with the team. Like, you have to keep scoring. So if you don't keep scoring, they're going to find a way to score, and they score in, in quick, fast, in a hurry. Just actually Houston, Texas last year. So That could also be their kryptonite, though, Ray. Just, just a butt in there. That could be their yeah. kryptonite. We've seen it before because defenses that can't hold up in the, in the playoffs are the ones that get beaten. And now their defense was not as good, in my opinion. Their defense wasn't as good last year as it is this year. Right. Uh, on, on paper as Mike right. likes to say, right. but, but I think that that, I mean, and then they still won a Super Bowl. I mean, Tyreek Hill has 17 total touchdowns. He has 15 receiving touchdowns and two on the ground. I mean, the dude, the dude's crazy and they have Travis Kelsey. Um, and when, when Robinson Watkins and Hardman are healthy, that team. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a joke. Like it's, it's a joke how good they are. Like, and we, you know, we compared him at times to the greatest show on turf, um, that offense, but I, I don't know. It may be because it's, I'm, in the moment, but they, they could be better than that, than that offense, man. Like it's, it's crazy how, how good they are. And Mahomes is unreal. I know Craig feels otherwise. I know Craig thinks he's going to be out the league in a matter of, you know, three or four years. I, feel, un- I know. Okay. He feels, yes, know. But, yeah. The, I mean, the, the fact that that's definitive is just wild. Like, you know, you're too smart to say stuff like that, Craig, but it's like, <laughs> it's crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, welcome, 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 welcome to the dangerous minds podcast, you know, ho- uh, the host is Craig D'Alessandro. No, but, um, yeah, I, I listen. The Chiefs are phenomenal, and like I said, we got everything else just about right. Um, I disagree not, about not, the Chargers not, being completely not won. just about, dude. You guys won that division. Every point yeah, was all four. Yeah. We, we nailed it. it. All nailed four. It. Yeah. So next, <laughs> getting it right still only counts for one point. Unfortunately, maybe next year we'll do. Uh, if you nail the whole division, you get a bonus. But we didn't do that for this, and I'm not going back and changing it because I'm on the other team. So. <laughs> moving right along to what i would call the most controversial uh uh, division calls that that really became a through line and and an argument throughout the entirety of the season um the trivia shows the band shows we were given mike shit for his cowboys prediction shockingly if you look at it on paper we're not that far off in the nfc north guys i mean the bears you mean mean lions right I was referencing the Lions. We're definitely not going to get the Packers. That's fine. But we could still potentially get the point for the other three teams in the NFC North. A stick that you've been being beat with by us. Not even the other team. We've been giving you yep. shit about this. Well, yep. Dave Talk and Bobby, me. you guys have wanted to ju- like Bobby wanted to jump ship before the prediction show was over, and oh, yeah, Dave wanted out. to jump ship about halfway through the season. I so, never, like, I never wanted. I don't to know jump what's ship. going on over there. Man. I don't accept that at all. I always, <laughs> do, I always ride or die with <laughs> right. my team. Yeah. Let me ask you this. But you already you jumped ship. No, I didn't. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let me ask you this. The NFC North, the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings, the Packers. We're going to exclude the Packers from this because it's pretty cut and dry. Aaron Rodgers had a season that you and I didn't expect him to have. Yeah. The Bears, past couple games, right. looking a little bit better. They're looking a little bit better. Looks like Trubisky can make some plays. Chuck Pagano's got that defense ticking over a little bit. They haven't played anybody that good, but they could still potentially have a 9-7 seven record, and we could I mean, hit that the nail Bucks. on the head there. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah, they beat the Bucs. The Bucs are actually, ter- turns out, not that good. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't, <laughs> think that, I don't think that they're that good. I mean, they barely, they barely beat the Falcons today, right? Different division. Doesn't matter. So A lot, of, a lot to unpack there, but just keep going. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, 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 when we get to the <laughs> NFC South. So, yeah, the Bears beat a couple of decent teams, but they've had a pretty easy schedule. But point being, they might, they might nail the record that we gave them. What's yeah. up with the NFC North? Did it turn out like we predicted? Go. 
I, I, let me just say that I think the one thing that I that I couldn't count on, like you said, but we can exclude exclude them is is the is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think I, I think we I called you and I both did uh, Dave because Rob uh, Bobby was high on them for some reason. The Vikings being a fraudulent team, we both had them at like six and ten. Actually, the, Vi- the, Vi- the Vikings. Are we talking about the Vikings? Yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, we both. Yeah, I knew they weren't going to be good. Yeah, They're just like Kirk Cousins has is just sackless, uh, and and there were some injuries this year. But that's fine. Uh, so we we had them at eight and eight. Then they're probably going to finish dead on. The Lions, I think if I could have amended my my pick, I would have said that, that they were going to go 9-7 and seven and have their coach fired midway through the year, and that would have been dead right. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're a talented team, and I think that I think the talent is, is kind of showing that. I mean, they're 5-9 they're, they're and nine right now. We had them at 9-7, and seven, so they're, they're going to get to 7-9. and nine. That's, that's my hope. I, my, my hope to get the point. But the Bears, man, that, that uh, Nick, big dick Nick – uh, he's not swinging anything in Chicago right now. I, I think that it was difficult right to, now. I think it was difficult to immediately redesign an offense against a, <laughs> uh, around a quarterback that was completely different than Mitch Trubisky. And I think that uh, that's what we saw there. They couldn't call plays for Nick Foles. It just, it just wasn't working. Um, but Bobby, what do you think? NFC uh, North. I just think it's blasphemy to me that somehow Mike's Lions prediction is we're actually going to get a fucking point from this. Like, well, we don't know. Well, we don't know that, but it could. It's very possible we're going to, and I just think that's the craziest thing. And I just I, all season long, I couldn't believe that this was a thing that like we had the Lions down all season. And it's all season, Mike happen. has been saying that his Packers pick was actually a worse prediction, yeah. and it turns out to be on paper that turns out to be true. Yeah. So. I don't I, think anyone I, I can't believe that we division. picked the Packers at six and ten. I can't believe that. I know yeah, you were. You, that was where you <laughs> jumped. Believe, that's where you jumped ship. I can't, yeah, I can't believe that that happened. And uh, it's but not my fault that I was talked into that. Right, but I, I, I immediately I, called out Mike for that because I was like, I'm like, yo, are you for real? He was like, just gotta go. Ray was like, it's still Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, and he was like, no, but I expect that from you, Dave, because you're the Bears fan. But I was like, really, Mike? Like, seriously? Like, I understand for content or whatever. Actually, dude, like, he actually texted me. He actually texted me when he heard the show drop, and he's like, did did you really say that shit about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going six and ten? Like, listen, apparently. Apparently, you guys have like late night phone conversations that we don't know about. Like you guys say yeah. that me and Craig have have secret meetings. The two of you, Ray comes on here one day. He's like, "Oh yeah, I was on the phone with Mike." And yeah. like, and I'm like, "What? What are you guys? Somebody call me, goddamn!" No, but, <laughs> it, it, so, it was it was on. about a burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, Mike. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Mike on the Lions pick because from uh, honestly, of the five of us, I think I've been the hardest on Mike on the Lions pick this year because I mean I can take it. It's well, fine. no, no, we we know you can take it, but this is where I'm going to turn it around and say, listen, Kenny, if if Kenny, Gall- yeah, right, okay. So if Kenny Galladay were healthy and they had a half competent coach going into the season, that team's pretty good. I mean, yeah. that team is that team is pretty good. So I mean, they maybe, have a- like, just maybe. I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse, but maybe Jamie Collins doesn't punch a fucking referee. Maybe oh, yeah, that maybe. doesn't happen. Week yeah. one, week one, that happens. It just was not looking good for you, Mike. <laughs> Going into the NFL NFL season, Matt Patricia was the coach of the Detroit Lions, and that's why that was not a good call <laughs> at the time. Hey, um, exactly, enough said. He's right. not a good coach, <laughs> and that's why he's unemployed. I feel for him, but I'm sure he's got plenty of money in the bank. So moving on, right. AFC North. Um, oh, Bobby. Oh, I got a bone to pick with you now that we're at the AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers, which Bobby, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but, uh, you know, it's getting a lot of traction on the Insta. Um, the, <laughs> the real big, real BK's, maybe phony BK's power rankings, where apparently, I don't know, he was huffing nitrous before he made the last top 10. 
uh, and to- and apparently the Steelers are the seventh best team in the NFL. You, the AFC, I know I'm, I shouldn't be arguing with an NFC participant. It's the AFC's prediction, but uh, the AFC team called the Steelers at 10 and six, which was a decently respectable record. And right now they're 11 and two about to go in and probably be 12 and two when they destroy the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday uh, who have won what one or two, maybe two games so far. They're terrible. Um, skip them in this division. Uh, the Ravens are not nearly as good as you guys thought. It doesn't look like you're going to get that point. Actually, you're, you're mathematically wait, eliminated from getting that point. Wait, so what, what did we have? The Browns we have are okay. three, right? You had the Ravens at 13 and three. You were hyped. Okay, on the so they're that not, they're awesome. not at five, right? Yeah, they go 11 and five. So they went 11, if they go 11 and five, we get the point, actually. Oh, yeah. you could potentially, you could potentially still get the point. It doesn't look good, though. It doesn't, but I, but I, I was, I, I was the one that was, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the blame, Joe. You know, I'll, I'll put me on front street. You um, had fourteen and two. One, but I had him at fourteen had and four. And I thought Lamar was going to be sensational, and at times he was this year, but at times he's, he's taking a major step back. Um, you know, Mike's giving me major, you know, major shit for that. That's cool. I could take it just like he could take it, but it's all good. Um, I can't. But, I don't want anyone to give me shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, as we well, know, Mars got plenty of it. on the same page there, but it's just like, um, well, I mean, he he came back and he took one on the Browns too, so uh, yeah. that that's exactly what happened. So, so many uh, so, poop references in there. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Um, so, so tell me, Ray, tell me, how does that division? How <laughs> how did you see that division going into this season, and how does it stack up to what you expected? Well, I'll say, and Joe, Joe's going to co-sign for sure when I say this, but I think that, um, I don't even think that we picked Pittsburgh at all. I think during the show, if I'm not mistaken, like at all, like we didn't say no, nothing. We said I, nothing I about lobbied, Pittsburgh. I lobbied for that after the fact because. Right, you know, but it, 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 was, it, was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, my question like, is, you know, do you think that Bobby's rankings that they add to having them at seventh is correct? Or are the Pittsburgh Steelers a legitimately good football team? Oh, hell, hell they, no. Are, he know, he know I disagree. He knows. I, I'm, so well, listen. Do, do you, right, and are they better than you thought they are they better than Bobby thinks they are now and are they better than you thought that they were going to be going into the season those are my yes and yes. yes yes yeah, and yes exactly. yeah yes and yes okay so, so I, I want to hang on I want to take that for a second because the other day in our slack Bobby Bobby comes up with this and says hey uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger looks 38 that's because he's friggin 38 right J- they can't run the football James Conner had James Conner had COVID uh, yeah but you you can't you, but on, what sorry. happened to showing up no matter what on. what happened COVID not being an excuse. What happened to just playing football and being able to do your game? These because I mean, we didn't make COVID because we didn't excuse. make the rules. Because we didn't make the rules. I didn't suspend him the or or put him on the COVID list. The, the Steelers did. The league did. So you can't say they can't run the ball but when they, they ran the ball for ten weeks. Run the ball if they're a professional football team. When right. they ran the ball for ten weeks and then he comes down with COVID and is told not to play by rule in the league. It's not the fact that he did or did. We got on. We got okay. on Cam the whole time about how Cam should play better. Cam should be better. Cam should look better, and he didn't. And that's because he wasn't healthy. Whether it was a shoulder thing or something else, but we're not using it as an excuse. We're using it as a reason. But you're saying they can't run the football, but they did it for ten weeks. So then they come out for one week and can't now run they the know. In fairness, they didn't. They didn't really. They didn't. Three weeks. They, in a row, they didn't really. Weeks in a row, they've looked like shit. Well, on the because ground, he was out for two. They're not great. They almost the course, lost to the fucking the Cowboys the and then lost to the football team. Almost like, listen, losing. Your Cowboys are not as bad as you think your Cowboys are. And we've been trying to tell you that 
all season long. So, <laughs> so, I, I, and I, and, and I understand you want them to be bad. I get that. You're just, that's just the, the kind of fan you are and that's fine. And I, I've, I'm starting to come to terms with that, but, <laughs> the, the, but then you also, you also brought up I'm the fact that, that, that the receivers, the receivers drop, they keep dropping Everything. passes. Bobby, you're, you're so short-sighted on this. You're, you are so short-sighted on this because Ow. Ben Roethlisberger has had the best season he's had. Because they've won 11 years. games, Bobby. Because they were eight and eight without okay. Ben and they're but, 11 and but, two but with what him. happened? What happened to team, you guys loving teams going into the playoffs hot, right? They no, 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 no. I want to say, wait, 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 shut up, shut up, wait. I think they're going to win this week and then they're going to lose to the Colts and they're going to lose to the Browns. And I don't think that there's much question in my head about that. The Colts are a Great, better we get looking a point. football team than the Steelers are right now. The Browns are a better looking football team. That is the right stupidest now. fucking yeah, thing I've ever not The Browns are the Browns are better be than the Steelers. They are a better looking football don't team. Scream. Yes. Don't scream. Don't scream. Don't scream. Don't scream. Calm yourself. Second of all. Second of all. The, they're a the battle Cleveland Browns. They're are a better than the Pittsburghs too, guys. They're a bad eleven and two team. Yes, like the they Patriots are a were, bad eleven. Like, DK, we said it last year. All of us said it. The, the, the Patriots were a really bad eight and zero team. They were. They, but they you're not. But you're not keeping that same energy with the, with yeah, the yeah, Kansas the, City the Chiefs. Steel, the Steelers. You're not. Are you're, not you're not keeping that same energy with the Kansas well, City the, Chiefs. They've, had, they've had all close games the, also, but the apparently Steelers they're they're a generational the, offense. The Steelers had the second easiest record in the, uh, in the schedule in the league. You can't that, beat that any team matter. with that stick. You play who's in I front did. of you. That's an absurd thing to say. They lost to the football. Mike, dude, Mike, Mike, I completely agree with you. Hang on. The Patriots. The Patriots had the thirty second ranked strength of schedule and we're playing in one of the worst divisions in football for the last 12 years. I, and granted, we only started this podcast in August, but from what I can remember, whether it was Facebook or anything else, you, you never got on them for that. You never got, in fact, you were in their camp for that, for that back, reason. Cause in 2014, check. when they were two and two and I counted them out, you were like, Oh, well they have, they have an easy, Would they finish that year 11 and five. And they, they won, won the Super Bowl. They won Super Bowl. Yeah, but what so, they finished that year? Eleven and five. So twelve and four. Twelve and four. 12 and four? Yeah, exactly. They only so, lost two more games after that. So you're so the, so the Steelers can still finish fourteen and two. They're not. Which then we wouldn't get the point. They could. They, yeah, they, they could, could still yes. finish. Yeah. Bobby, we're playing if games, which you love to play. They can <laughs> still finish fourteen and two. Thirteen. You guys and three. play the if games. Win that division. No, they, you started it. They they can <laughs> right now. They won't. This this is the if that I'll play. They can right now still get the bye week in the first round. They probably won't, but they still can, which means that they would still be the best team in the AFC, regardless of if their record is weak or not. They would still be the best team in the AFC, and that one schedule. week. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their schedule is. There's 32 well, no, teams. That's what, you meant, that's what you meant, though, because their record can't be. Let weak. me just say this. Number one Let me season. just say this. Let me just say this. And I agree with Joe. Take away the regular season for a second. It, historically, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were a wild card team the first time they won a Super Bowl in our lifetime. Right. They were 11 and five. They have a proven winner at quarterback. That is the biggest factor in winning a Super Bowl in the NFL is to have a proven winner or a potentially proven winner at quarterback. If yes, you sir. have a loser, hold yes, on a second, Mike, hold yourself, hold yourself Probably. back for one second. Let me just do this. The, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a two-time champion in Ben Roethlisberger. They have, yes, like Bobby says, they have a lot of drops. That's not the quarterback's fault one going into the playoffs. No, no, he's right. They do have the second. They're tied for most drops in the NFL, which I didn't realize. And he did get me with that in the slack. I'll give him credit for that. I didn't realize that. And I had to regroup and re-research when he said that to me. But 
the because it hasn't I it, they did on the eye test it hasn't looked like that it's looked like their wide receivers are as good as they are on paper to me when I watch them but they they have a defense that's full of injuries and their schedules not not because of them not because of their COVID restrictions because of other teams COVID restrictions their their schedule's been getting tossed up and down the week okay so then they lose two games right after that happens yes they lose to the Washington football team but how are you going to beat them with that stick when you spent. 10 minutes on this show today, filleting the Washington football well, team for well, how well, fucking well, good they are. Don't try Go to Steelers. I said 5 and 11. <laughs> so let's expel your narrative there. I said 5 and 11, not 3 and 13. And remember, I'm the one that told you that Ben Roethlisberger was better than Peyton Manning back in 2011. You told me that you were going to leave the show. So, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say he's an experienced okay. winner. That's a all- different. It's no. a different story. Of course, Peyton Manning is better than Ben Roethlisberger. That's an absurd <laughs> statement. That's a, that doesn't mean Ben Roethlisberger's yeah, not I, good. I, I, still, I just, I, I just, I just, just listen. Well. I just don't see it because, like, if okay, if they had kept that one seed, I, 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 I would consider them possibly they could make a run. But listen, they're not getting any healthier. You know what I mean? They have the toughest three games there the, after tomorrow, today, tomorrow, tomorrow. After tomorrow, they have the toughest two games coming up on their entire schedule, and then they have to go into the playoffs right at that, and they don't even get a bye week because it's. They're not going to get it. The Chiefs are going right. to get that by All right. I appreciate the passion. The They're last thing trouble. I'll say on it, the last thing I'll say on it is that you drop them five places in your power <laughs> rankings for losing to the Bills and the Bills you put at number two. How can the number two team in the NFL, according to you, beating another team, drop them five or six places? How does that make sense? Did if you they lose to the Bills, it should be fine. Because they were the dominating the second best the team in the NFL, according that- to you. That entire first half, they were dominating the Bills. One they dominated pick six. They, they one dominated. pick six, and then they got absolutely smoked. The rest that of the Bills, you just said the team is the second half. best team. That you Bills just said the they dominated. The you just said that, that they dominated a Bills okay, team. You, you on your own power rankings called, there's, claim there's are the second best team in the football, NFL. Right, guys? Right, guys? <laughs> there's 60 minutes in a football game, not 30. Yep. Watching it with you, it'd probably seem right. a lot fucking longer, Bobby. Full 60. Full 60. Did they do that? No. Don't worry, folks at home. We totally still like each other. Pistols at dawn. I don't. Okay, moving on because we're behind schedule here. We're 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 moving on because we're behind schedule here. So we got to power through the rest. Um, Moving on to the (laughs) AFC, (laughs) to the NFC South. Is everyone all right? Um, Wait, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I know how fucking wrong you are, so I'm good. So (laughs) NFC South. uh, We're gonna power through this really fast. You said that the uh, the Panthers were bad. Turns out they were bad. That was correct. The Falcons were average. Turns out they were below average. That was essentially correct. I was hype on the Saints being good. Turns out they're pretty decent despite their their issues at quarterback. Um, I I think I thought the Buccaneers were going to be better than they are. So I'm going to go to Mike on the Buccaneers, and then I'm going to go to Bobby on the Saints. Mike, what, what do you got to say about the Buccaneers? We had the Buccaneers at twelve and four. They're they're probably going to finish at eleven and five. So I, I don't think that we were that, that we were off. I think that uh, we all agreed that it was going to take some time for all those pieces to kind of mesh. I didn't think there was going to be as much friction on uh, from you know between Arians and Brady as there has been throughout the season. But I still think that talent in that on that team is going to is going to bring them to to eleven and five. So I, I'm not I don't feel too bad about that. I know you said earlier there was a lot to unpack on this. I don't think well, that they, have... they were bad. You said that they were. I know. I don't. I don't think that they're bad. I just think that they're worse than I thought they were going to be. I shouldn't have phrased it like that. I think they were worse than I thought they were going to be with Tom Brady at quarterback. I think that they look like a team that could be really good next season, but I'm not sure how many years Tom Brady has left. But you know, doubting him on that, 
has proven. I just don't, I mean, I, I just think so, like so. one of the things that we talked about earlier in the year is that Brady never had to worry about things uh, outside of like where his receivers are supposed to be. Like he, he had a coach right. that always knew where his defense, right. like where, where everything else is going to be. Arians isn't like that dude. He, he's a, he's kind of a, he kind of like a loose guy. I think they've kind of figured it out now. And I think that, um, you know, Gronk is kind of looking like Gronk did before he retired. I mean, he, he's looking pretty good now. He looked awful the first five years of the year. So if you have a, if you have a healthy Gronk, pretty good, a pretty healthy Tom Brady, eleven and five. That's 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 a that's a pretty good record. Perse- percent chance that Tom Brady has of recording a seventh Super Bowl this season? I mean, fifteen. My dream was it was going to be uh, Patriots versus uh, the Bucks in the Bucks Stadium. That's now I'm, now I'm, now I'm rooting for him. I want I want him to win seven. I think that that just makes everything that we do here on missing the point that much juicier. If if he wins one without Bill, so I'm 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 on the TB12 bandwagon. All right, uh, Bobby, talk to me about the New Orleans Saints. What's going on over there in New Orleans? Uh, I love the Saints right now. I know that they have, um, you know, we we you guys we talk about diversity a lot, um, injuries, things like that. When teams actually succeed with these injuries like so so the saints have have injuries up and down their entire roster michael thomas has barely played this year emmanuel sanders has been out drew Brees is out Taysom hill and guess what they're still the number one seed or number two seed in the nfc now packers are number one the number two seed in the nfc and they haven't had i'm thinking the saints one, are going to finish as the number one seed though I, yeah, they, the, the they, way it looks they haven't had one week with their full team not one and that's even including this week against the Chiefs. Michael Thomas is out into the playoffs. So I don't know if it's going to be something that, like, maybe they won't ever get that uh, chemistry that they need going forward. But the fact that they're where they are right now, to me, is just unbelievable. Uh, we had them at 11-5. and five. They're 10-3 and three at the moment. Not sure how this Chiefs game is going to shake out. Uh, but that pick's definitely looking pretty good for us. Yeah, the Saints are definitely good, and and adversity, yep. like I said, is a, is a good through line, and I I appreciate that, and I I think that there's one of the two teams that you could fear coming out of the AFC. I think it's them and the Packers. I don't think it's anybody else. Personally, can I, can I ask a question, DK host? Please, sir. Please. Okay. Please. Hey, hey, Bobby. Hey, friend. Hey, buddy. Go ahead. Um. So, <clears throat> sorry. Clear my throat. Success sorry through adversity is Success the thing I'm going to say right. before you even cha- say anything. Cha- cha- championship DNA, right? That's right, baby. Um. Oh, I didn't know the Saints had much. Sorry. Um, Ray, we're behind no. schedule. Get to the fucking point. Get to the fuck, okay. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. I missed the point sometimes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Bobby, so what's the confidence that you, what, where's the conf, why is there so much confidence in the Saints, but not in Pittsburgh? Because, because they've had exactly the what I just said success through adversity. You know what I mean? The Saints have had this no. adversity and they are now the number two seed in the NFC and they continue to win games. The Steelers have gone through adversity and have now dropped two out of three in the last four weeks have looked like shit. I mean, all one, right. of their wins, one of their wins was against the Broncos who didn't have a quarterback like at all on the roster to yeah. start. And the Saints, Still, yeah, they, the not, success, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I, I agree and disagree with you, Bobby. I because I really like the Saints. I don't know if you saw me nodding my head the whole time. Like I, I really like the Saints, and it, it's partially because they're ahead of the Buccaneers, and and that story is really helping my narrative. Because to Mike's point, real quick, just to glaze over those two teams, if Tom Brady doesn't have a buy, he's not going to win a Super Bowl. 
he he's got to get that week off. I, I still he hasn't been beat up all that. They rest that old bo- because, those old bones because Tampa Tampa's actually put a pretty good offensive line in front of him. He's yeah. he's had a good season because of it. Um, I think he expected to be better than he is. I think there is already a rift with the head coach there. So I don't think the Buccaneers even get to the NFC Championship game. Not to mention win a Super Bowl. Um, I really like the Saints. I, I think I think Bobby's right in that sense that they have been pretty much seamless in in most of their um, uh, trials and tribulations here. I think that one thing where I will agree with you on the running game, Bobby, is that Alvin Kamara is a head and shoulders better running back than James Conner. I think James Conner is a very good running back. I think Alvin Kamara is more versatile. I think he's a better overall football player, Um, but he has been the constant in that offense, right? So, so, so they've had that constant. So I think if you look at all the teams that have faced the adversity and not done very well, they've probably lost that piece because unlike a lot of people, especially in this Boston market uh, and fans think that running backs are not that important. Boston market. Boston Mark, it is pretty good. I haven't had it in a long time. Uh, not a sponsor, but running backs are a very important part of the game. And I think that's another reason why Tampa has been successful because Tampa has at times not had wide receivers, but they do have two very good running backs. Now they don't have Ronald Jones because not only is he on the IR, but he's also on the COVID list because he broke his pinky uh, and was in close contact with somebody who had COVID. <laughs> but having Leonard Fournette. I thought he was in close contact with somebody who broke his pinky. But oh, right, oh no, right. sorry, that's, sorry, that's sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you can't moving on, moving on. Sorry to cut you off, Joe, but I do want to talk about the AFC South uh, for a second because you guys nailed the AFC South too. Your your predictions seemed actually borderline ridiculous. I mean, no, they put, I mean, two of the teams, right? So they, they said that the Titans and the Colts are going to be nine and seven and both of those teams are nine and four right now. And, well, they also said the Texans would be nine and seven as well. Well, that was also because that's what they that's what they always do usually. But that was sure. also a casualty of our um, lobbying to get the Steelers into the playoffs at ten. I think everybody the thought that the, t- right. the Texans were going to be a little bit better than they were this season. I, I did not expect them to self destruct yeah. the way that they have, and I think they're that's the Lions Deshaun, of the AFC. No, because they have Deshaun Watson, who I think is like you know genuinely a generational quarterback, and I think he, sure. him having a good him having a good season despite his team having a bad season is is testament to what maybe he could have done if they didn't trade the best wide receiver in the nfl to the cardinals for no reason well so I, I don't think it was the head coach so like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no totally 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 coach. totally and i think that they still have personnel and i and i think that looking at that team on paper it wasn't a terrible call to call them nine and seven um but the titans nine and seven and the colts nine and seven could still potentially happen i'm pretty sure and that like that looks like on the table who cares about the jaguars because they're just bad and you said they're gonna be bad and that's no surprise there but um talk to me about the the titans and the colts they're they're perennial middle of the packers in the afc they haven't been talked about a ton but um they both have talented players on their team um the the colts have a, a veteran quarterback who hasn't won anything yet but i mean maybe squeak something in what do you guys think about those two teams uh ray talk to me about the titans yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Team Henry over here. You know, we had a, we had an argument. He's so fun ago. to watch. Yeah, he's, he's so a beast. You know, um, you know, talk about a man. He's a man. And I feel like, you know, we we had an argument a few weeks ago about, you know, running backs not being so important. And I'm just like, well, this guy's a beast, and you can't win with running backs being your best player. Uh, kind of like our point guard argument, but we'll get into that in a few seconds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Henry's a beast. Um, Tannehill has maintained that's what that's what they want him to do. I still wouldn't have given him the 118 million dollars that they gave him in the offseason. 30 touchdowns. I mean, 
Right, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he he's he's played he's played better than expected. So I mean, you know, it just it just makes you wonder what happened in Miami. But, um, you know, I guess continuity and having a good running game really changes the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Corey Davis has emerged recently. AJ Brown is is awesome. Um, I figure I'm missing. I forget the name of the tight end right now. Is, is, I'm missing it. Uh, Janu. Janu, yeah, yeah. Janu's played really well. So yeah, so they 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 are good. But I, I had the Colts actually winning the division. I believe. Um, I don't know if Joe agreed with me and Craig agreed with me on that. But I did. I did have the Colts winning it. I just felt like Rivers would be enough in the end. I just didn't trust Tannehill, and I still don't. Um, but like I said, Tennessee has played well, nevertheless. All right, Joe, talk to me about those Colts. So we we screwed this up because this is the one where Craig and I should have more so actually me more so listened to Rayshon and and put the Colts up there. Uh, the Colts were a casualty of us lobbying to get the Steelers into that last playoff spot, um, which we we did get, but we had to give up the Colts, and and that was what we we decided on. So the record's going to be close, but obviously we weren't great with the the Texans. But you know what? I was down on this Colts team, putting them at nine and seven. I I didn't think they'd get to double digit wins. Um, and that's my fault because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really like Frank Reich as, as a head coach in the NFL. I think what he's doing with that offense um, with rivers and Brissett, I mean, the, the confidence that he puts in both of those quarterbacks, I mean, one, one is clearly been around forever and Jacoby Brissett is, is he's a veteran, uh, but he, ha- he's only been around for five years, four years. So um, I, I really like this Colts team. I think their defense is, is fun to watch. Um, I think their offense is dynamic. I don't think it's the most fun offense to watch in the NFL, uh, but they're dynamic and, and they're speedy. So, I mean, they, they get the job done and having a healthy T Y Hilton uh, has been phenomenal for that team this year. I, I I'm up on them. I think that division, um, if the Texans can find a head coach, I, cause I don't think Romeo Cornell is going to be the head coach after 2020, but if they can find the head coach, I think that's another division where those three teams, it's going to be like the NFC West. I think those three teams will battle it out for the next five years. So let me ask you this with the potential of one of those two teams, we just talked about uh, squeaking the division and one potentially being the, one of the AFC wildcard teams, probably, probably being one of the AFC wildcard teams between the two of you, who would you say is a more likely uh, Canada for a championship between the the Titans and the Colts. Tennessee. Yep. I was going to say, Ray, let's say it on three because I know we b- both believe it. I don't mm. think the Colts are there yet because Rivers isn't the long-term solution there. Um, but And we also yeah. saw the Titans in the playoffs last year improve when they got to yeah, the postseason. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, they came in and beat a Patriots team. I mean, Mike Vrabel is a is a very good head coach. Um, he just he just exudes he exudes confidence, and he knows what he's doing. Um, and there was moments during their game today where he just – you just know that he knows what he's doing. He has that coach's mind. Um, and, and I mean, Tannehill resurgent, he's still young, Derek Henry young. I mean, those, those Johnu Smith young, it just, it's they're They're in the right direct going in the right direction. I mean, Malcolm Butler is having a hell of a season there. That's a good football team. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for our NFL predictions. I think that, um, the overall lesson we can take is that we know somewhat what we're talking about. Uh, except when Bobby says that the Steelers are the seventh best team in the NFL. Uh, no, we made it through without Bobby quitting the podcast. So we did it. Okay. I was mad at him. Barely. barely. Didn't, re- didn't realize that Joe and Ray were on my side as much. Didn't mean to gang up on you like that, but you did deserve it because of how dumb your rankings were. It just for that, just for we'll that. See, All the other we'll rankings were great. Weeks, won't we? Yes, Jesus we certainly Christ, will. We certainly damn. will. Uh, no, ruthless. no. 
every other ranking was perfectly informed. I just thought the Steelers were a little um, offensively low ranked. That's all. That's he all. does. Um, you you will do understand, and we have to say this out loud. He he does this while he believes most of it. He does this to get one get a rise out of us and putting the Bills number two. Which Bobby, especially after no that. no that that Bills team, I think is legitimately the second best team in the AFC. Like yeah, I, I, I think they're better than I NFL think the according are to Bobby. Number, it, it is the NFL. right. I think the Titans. <laughs> I think the Titans are number three, but I think the Bills are the second best team in the AFC. Uh, well, not to bring down the whole house of cards, but I do appreciate that you do all the work on the rankings, and not me. And I get to just get mad at you about it. So that's really, really it's works fun. out for me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Missing the Point. Missing the Point is a one-hour podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with the New England flavor. The show notes and transcript from today's show can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show and enjoyed what you heard, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Let us know how we're doing and how we can sound better. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com. That's mtpshow.com. For all of us here at Missing the Point, I'm Craig D'Alessandro. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric acid.